Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Just imagine if you were a six-year-old girl in Sierra Leone in a tribal village in Africa, barefoot, but when you become an adult, you're a Hollywood television executive? Today we interview Tammy Devine has an adoption story. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live guest who has an adoption story. Now, if you've been following me at all, you know that I was adopted when I was three years old. Our next guest was adopted when she was six or a little bit older from an African tribal village where didn't even speak English, but now she has had an amazing career in America as a Hollywood television executive setting up networks. Uh, and I wanna welcome Tammy Devine to the program. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you, Chaps, it's so good to be here. Thank you, did I get that right? Uh, pretty close. Pretty close, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanna hear your version of the story because you were born in Africa. Yeah, I was born in a mud hut in Sierra Leone, West Africa. Um, it was just my mother and I. Um, our family had pretty much left us alone, kind of disowned us because they thought we were cursed. My mother had elephantiasis in one of her feet. She had four children besides myself. They all died. I was her only surviving child. And um, her husband abandoned her. So they thought she was cursed and they didn't want to have anything to do with her, like it might rub off on them, you know? And what language did your mother speak and you grew up with this? We spoke um, Laka. I am from the Laka tribe in Sierra Leone, West Africa. That's fascinating. And, and what happened? Well, um, my mother, man, I still remember her very vividly. She was, even with elephantiasis in her foot, she was still like one of the hardest working people I've ever met. She took care of me. Um, we lived in a little hut and uh, she would grow ground nuts, what we know as peanuts, um, to kind of sustain us. And she would sell those and, and everything. And every Sunday, she would walk with me to the neighboring village where missionaries, white American missionaries, went to church. And they said that I was the only African child that ran towards them. All the other children were scared of their white skin and ran away in fear, oh but not God. me. <laughs> I just wanted to talk to them. You love going to church with your mom. <laughs> I did. It was so much fun. And the missionaries would let me sit with them. Um, I would sit on, on the, the mom's lap and um, just, we fell in love with them and they fell in love with us. What was their name? They were the, they are the Kimballs. The Kimballs. Yeah, Reverend Les and Diane Kimball and their four children um, uh, were there in my area to translate the New Testament into my language, the Laka language. Thank God for, for their service. Yeah. Uh, how did it end up with your mom? So um, 
ultimately, um, my mother and I were traveling one day to a neighboring village. And I remember her stepping in a hole that had water in it. And um, after that, she just started getting kind of sick. And she got sicker and sicker. And by the time we reached the village that we were going to go visit, she had gotten so sick that the men of the village had to carry her back to our village. And I remember kind of trotting behind them, you know, as they were carrying her. And um, that night, they put her in the home of one of our relatives. And <clears throat> I remember calling to her and she wasn't responding. And I remember curling up uh, next to her and going to sleep. And in the morning, I was told that she was dead. Um, so I was in the room with her when my mother died when I and was six years old. You were six years old. I was six old. years old, yeah. I'm so sorry. That Thank must you. have been a tragedy that no six-year-old should have to endure. She was a Christian. She knew Jesus. She knew Jesus. Um, she became a Christian uh, with the missionaries. Uh, um, and she would help them a little bit with some of the translation work. They had, of course, other people that it was their job to help them, but my mother would help them a little bit as well. And the Kimballs um, had always taken care of us. I was a sick child. My teeth were rotted out. Um, I had malnutrition and uh, my eardrums had burst and the Kimballs um, took care of us and gave us medication and all of that. And they adopted yeah. you. And after my mother died, so they were away on furlough in the United States when my mother died. And so um, they didn't know what had happened. But when they came back, they asked about us and they found out that my mom had died and they asked my uncles to bring me to them. So I remember walking with my uncles to the missionary's house um, in Tambiama. I was born in a little village called Maime and the neighboring village was Tambiama. It was a little bigger and that's where the missionaries were and the church was. And and I remember um, walking with my uncles there, and that evening, the Kimballs asked me if I would like to live with them. I didn't really understand what was going on, but they said I gave a little speech and said that I would love to live with them. Nice. <laughs> and I've always been a talker, I guess. You <laughs> accepted their offer. I did. <laughs> it was a great one, <laughs> for sure. And, um, you know, I, I always say that my life is a series of little miracles, some big miracles, like being adopted by this missionary family. So my mom has four children who all die. I'm her only surviving child. And the Kimballs have four children of their own. So I'm able to grow up with siblings. And you're the fifth child in their family. Yeah, and, I'm and the eventually, baby. <laughs> eventually they came back to America and we're gonna take a short break. But uh, this is just the beginning of the God story that became Tammy Devine, the Hollywood television executive right after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have the standard size MyPillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regularly $89.98, now just $34.98. 
So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive offers. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, hearing a fascinating story of how God chose, with, with the Kimball's help, right, a little girl out of Africa to become eventually an American. So, so bring us back to that moment. I'm so sorry that your mother passed away when you were six, and you're adopted now by the American missionaries. How long did they stay in Africa? Well, they were there, I think, about eight years translating the New Testament into my language, the Lakaw language. And um, they adopted me when I was six, and so they stayed three more years. And then they came to the United States and brought me with them. When you were nine? When I was nine years old, yes. And, and you were, uh, I think, maybe naturalized as an American citizen after that. Yes, I was. I remember that very clearly. I was nine years old. I remember putting up the wrong hand when the judge was like, raise your right hand. And he was like, your other hand, young lady. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, Oops. And um, um, where did they move to? So that was the Chicago area. Okay. It was where we lived uh, when we first came back, when I first came to the U.S. And, um, but we moved around quite a bit. Uh, my dad, Reverend Les Kimball, um, was, was an ordained Lutheran pastor. He's a retired Lutheran pastor now um, in Florida with my mom. And um, uh, so we would move around uh, quite a bit because my dad, um, I, I call him kind of a church fixer, like whenever they had uh, issues with the church, they would send him. And um, so we lived in Iowa for a time. And Iowa was interesting because I was getting into my teen years and I was the only black person in about a 50 mile radius. And so I had to do some quick growing up and get yeah. some thick skin as well. But I wouldn't change that experience and other experiences that I've had had um, like that for the world because they taught me so much and they helped me be a strong person. You, you experienced know? racism. I did. I did. Yeah, I was so called talk the N-word. It's in the news today, but what was your experience? Yeah, I was called the N-word um, many times, um, sometimes straight to my face. Sometimes I would hear whispers on the bus going to school um, using the N-word, and that was very difficult for me. Um, in the beginning, I didn't really understand what it was, and I asked my mom. I was like, Mom, you know, these, these boys just called me this on my way to piano lessons. These boys stopped me and called me this. What is that? And she explained that to me, and I, I just I couldn't believe it. You know, um, I think I was probably about 10 years old about that 
times like why would they be so mean to me you know I'm so and sorry then, you had to endure that thank you yeah but you know what there's a reason we go through things and God allows us to experience tough times um, because it builds us right it grows us and makes us stronger how did your Christian parents advise you to respond turn the other cheek or pray for them or or what yeah all of that <laughs> turn the other cheek pray for them and let it roll off your back right because ultimately words have as much power over us as we allow them to and right. um, that's something that I'm teaching my boys right now you know right. that there will always be people that will treat you bad and say mean things to you but don't allow that to get get into you and don't internalize it and turn it into into anger and hate um, it, it speaks more about them than it does about you, right? That's right? So treat them with godly love. Treat them with respect, no matter what, even if they're treating you bad. What a Christian response. Thank you for, for that example. Um, did you go to college? How did you get into media? I did. I went to Concordia University in River Forest. It's now called Concordia Chicago. And um, I thought I was going to go into education, music education, because I love music. And um, God had other plans. And I ended up in television through another series of Little Miracles and um, worked at the ABC 7 in Chicago. I interned at the Fox and the CBS in Chicago. And then I worked, um, got my first TV job at the ABC WLS and from there I became a reporter on camera in um, Hazard, Kentucky, we're your mountain television, WYMT. And I had to do everything and I'd have to carry the gear and I have to edit my own stuff, I'd have to write and then I had to go live with it. And it was so hard and I'm like, thank you God that I had that experience though, yeah. right? Because I had to do everything. Now I understand television, I understand production, I understand what goes on behind the scenes and I'm grateful for that. At the time, wasn't so grateful. <laughs> now I'm very grateful. No, you, you started out as a journalist and eventually became an executive, when did you move to Hollywood? Well, um, it was the strangest thing because I felt God calling me. I was a news reporter at the w at WLEX, the NBC in Lexington, Kentucky, and I felt God calling me to Southern California. I'm like, God, that can't be you, Southern California. You know, my parents are like, it's a den of iniquity. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, well, maybe God wants me to go and be a light. And so I packed up my little car and I drove to Southern California and um, there I would meet my future husband, Chevelle Devine, and um, then we'd have our two boys. But he said to me when I was in Pasadena and we had met through another series of Little Miracles, <laughs> uh, he said to me, I've always wanted to create my own TV outlet. And I was like, well, I have a TV news background, so let's just do it. So we created our own network, Crown City Network. Um, at the time that I had moved there, I, you know, the Iraq War in 2003 had started. Started. And so there was consolidation of TV stations going on all over the place and people were losing their jobs right and left. So I had only had like uh, six and a half years of on-camera experience under my belt then. And um, so I was competing for jobs in, L in the LA market, right? With like 20 year veterans in the industry. And so I wasn't getting anywhere. And so when Chevelle Devine said, let's create an outlet, you know, or, or suggested he wanted to do that. And I said, let's create that, we did. And you know, God turned it into an amazing thing. So this is this is another God story, and I encourage my audience, right? When the establishment doesn't have room for you, create your own Christian conservative alternative. Yes. You know, and, and here at PIJN News, we are the Christian news outlet 
they wouldn't have me on ABC as a, as a reporter, right? I'm too Jesus, too much Jesus. But we can create our own media. And this is part of the message you bring is you want citizens, maybe even someone in our viewing audience to become a citizen journalist. Absolutely, and I think that right now, that could be part of what helps save our country from the totalitarianism that we're sliding into, right? There's crazy stuff happening right now. And CNN and covers it up. Exactly. But we expose it. We It needs to be exposed, and, and, and the only way that it can be is if citizens stand up and become the journalists. The media is derelict in their duty right now. They are not doing their jobs. And because they're not doing their jobs properly, people are dying. And that is unacceptable to me. And if they're not going to do their jobs, we as citizens, I believe, need to stand up and do that. So when we first met, you talked about become the media. Yes. And that's a chapter in my book, uh, How to Liberate the World. We have the corresponding uh, citizen activist DVD. You can get those uh, on the break. We'll show the commercial for How to Liberate the World. But if Christians become the media, the and it, you can start small, maybe maybe a Facebook post or an email list or write your own blog. Eventually that could become a podcast and then a radio show and then a television show. That's why we're here today, because we started small. Any citizen can do what I'm doing. Uh, you just need to find you know backers and, and a funding stream and donors a lot of times. We've been able to do what you are describing, and you did that with your husband. Yeah, yeah, we did that with Crown City Network in um, Pasadena, uh, and then we did it out of West Covina for a while with our own studio. Um, what ended up happening was that we became this amazing training ground that we we didn't start out to be that, but people would find us, and even the networks in LA would um, have interns, and the interns would be like, okay, I'm done with my internship, what do I do now? And the executives would tell them, you don't have enough experience to go be on camera, somewhere, but I know where you can go to get the experience that you need to go and launch into a, a dream TV job. Go to Crown City Network. They would send them to us and we would train them. I would train them and you know, to share everything I knew about TV news with them. Hubby would train them with, uh, that's Chevelle Devine, my husband, Your husband right? is Hubby. hubby. <laughs> I call him Hubby. That's great. <laughs> hubby would train them um, on running the camera and some of the tech stuff. And they would go out and I, you know, I threw them into the fire. I would say, go do a story because that's how I was trained. I was thrown into the fire. You, you're thrown into the deep end and you got to sink or swim. And nine times out of 10, people are going to swim, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> we need to take a short break, but when we come back, Tammy Devine has an inspiration for you and a prayer. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. 
Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. I'm Dr. Chaps. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that famine would be a sign of the end. And we are now facing a famine of biblical proportions in one of the poorest states in India, where our charity has sponsored up to 259 orphans and children for many years. But now, there are thousands of people starving in the streets because of the unemployment there. And we've been helping widows, like the letter we received from Sanuri, who writes to us and says, I stay with my three children in the slum. I was washing plates in the hotel and earning bread for my family, paying house rent. Suddenly, I lost my income. After hotels were closed by the government, this was a shocking moment for me. Afterward, we could manage eating half a meal a day to manage a scanty ration for longer days. When there was no ration left for my family, I was quietly weeping outside with agony. An unknown fellow came and asked whether I am a widow. I said, yes. He wrote my name and address and asked me to collect ration from your office. I got that ration with joyful tears. I strongly believe that God helps the helpless during troubled times through benevolent people. You know, the benevolent people she's talking about are you and your generosity when you give through our ministry is actually helping her to see God. Would you please donate today at 866-Obey-God? Again, our phone number, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, and help us supply a matching gift. We've already given up to $10,000 to supply 100,000 meals, and there's somebody out there who could double that gift with one stroke of a pen. Please donate through our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and designate your gift to India Relief. Please give today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. One more short segment with Tammy Devine, who is inspiring me as a story of the success of adoption. I was adopted when I was three. I want to encourage you, grandparents, parents, encourage people who can to adopt a child because you can change a life. Here's this little girl, orphan girl in Sierra Leone, Africa, who is now, if you've been following this story, uh, was a Hollywood TV executive. You started your own TV network with your husband. Yeah, that's right. And out of that, we had so many amazing experiences. Um, people saw what we were doing with Crown City Network and gave us an international award. I flew to Oslo, Norway to pick that up. <laughs> and um, also, uh, we were given a, a, an opportunity in Mongolia. So we packed up and we moved to Mongolia while I had people running the, the network um, in, in, in the LA area. And, and you so, were training people in, a, <laughs> in another foreign country. Here you right. are coming full circle. Your parents were missionaries for translation work. You're a mi missionary for the media empire. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because I've always felt a little bit like, oh man, so many members of my family are missionaries and they feel that calling and they go to um, exotic, uh, exotic countries, other countries, and that's what my parents did to adopt me. But I never felt that same calling. But it's so funny that you're the second person to say this to me and very recently that where you go, you are a missionary. And with the media that I was doing, that allowed 
submission work. I got to talk to people in the newsroom um, about Jesus, about my story. In and Mongolia. In Mongolia. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I stopped feeling bad after a while about um, that I didn't have that same missionary calling. Yeah. Because um, when Jesus is in you, where you go, you are a missionary. And so I was able to see that happen in Mongolia, and that was amazing. Um, and you never know the seeds that you plant, right? Yeah. How they bloom. So. Well, you're now in Colorado. You and Hubby were called here to yeah. work with a Christian ministry that's in Colorado. Uh, and you have this vision, maybe years from now or down the road, to help inspire others to create a new Christian television network. Absolutely, I think it's so needed. Um, there just seems to be a big gaping hole there in great content. Um, Christian media is great. There's a lot of people out there doing it, um, but often the quality is lacking. And I'm not quite sure why that quality is lacking because I know that there are people out there that can fund these kinds of Christian shows and Christian content. So I, I want to be able to have a network that can compete on any level, any scale with quality, um, with the uh, broadcast networks and with the box office um, blockbusters. I think we can do that and we're starting to do that, which is great. You know, The Chosen is a great series. Um, well done, looks beautiful, um, but we can do more and we can do better. Um, the thing that really bothers me about content now in the secular world is that every single show on TV and in the movies, you come away um, going, man, that would have been a great show if, right? If it didn't have the gratuitous sex, violence, the, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. <laughs> and then you don't need that stuff to tell a great story. Hollywood is polluting the content that goes into your, your grandchildren's minds, right? But what if there was uh, a Christian network that had shows like this one, like PIJN News, we're just a half hour show, but if you had 48 of those every day, you could put 24 hours of programming together and be around the clock. That's exactly or, or even just eight hours, you could repeat it in the middle of the night, right? Yes. Uh, I think this is worthy of in investigation. Um, I wanna learn more about the ideas that God has put in your heart. We're gonna have some conversations about this going forward. Uh, somebody you. out there is inspired. We have just two minutes left, but would you talk to our audience and maybe lead them in a word of prayer? Absolutely, would be happy to do that. Heavenly Father, you are so good. You are a good God. And Lord, even when bad things happen to us and even when we're going through hard times like we're going through in our country right now you are still a good and faithful god you are our father you are our heavenly father our abba father daddy thank you lord for being there for us and for always providing for us lord you've given me an amazing life story which i love to share and i'm so grateful and lord there are people out there right now though that are wondering what their purpose is please speak to them and show them and uh, walk with them. Um, thank you for Chaps and for the awesome things that he's doing in Jesus' name. Lord God, we need that in our country. We need to pray in Jesus' name, to walk in Jesus' name. Thank you that uh, Dr. Chaps is doing that. Lord, we bless you, we thank you, we glorify you, we praise your holy name. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray, amen. Amen and amen. Her website is 
Tammy Devine. That's T-A-M-I-D-E-V-I-N-E dot com. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. On the right-hand side, there's a little recurring monthly pledge button. If you s click on that and then set it and forget it, you can pledge as little as a dollar a month and then forget it. We'll, we'll, uh, you can become a regular sponsor of this show. If you need prayer today, or if you're inspired about something, pick up the phone and call us, 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.